Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sinstaku on the Street. Now, this is a slightly different version of Sinstaku on the Street than you guys are used to seeing, uh, mostly because right now you're not seeing anything. You're hearing me, which is fun. Uh, so we're, we're taking this into a slightly different format just because the videos weren't getting the numbers of views I'd like, but our podcasts are getting way more views than I ever expected. So uh, we're going to be doing this interview uh, in podcast form. If you guys enjoy it, please let us know. Uh, you can contact us at our uh, at our email at financialfilms at gmail.com. You can also check it out on our website at financialfilms.com. And if you'd like to throw us a couple of bucks, check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilm. And now, allow me to introduce a very lovely lady who I met at Desert Bus this past year. Uh, she is known colloquially around the internet as the geeky hostress. Hostress? Host, host. <laughs> I combined the word hostess and distress, and I don't know why. Uh, the geeky hostess, Tara Thea Harris. Tara, say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> All right, so Tara, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so like you said, I run a brand called The Geeky Hostess. It started about five or six years now um, as a blog um, incorporating geeky passions, some things like comic books, uh, favorite movies, and... Um, combining those with parties and recipes and kind of living a, a grown-up life. And it, it started because I wanted to learn how to entertain a little bit better and how to cook. I had never made a cupcake before when I started this blog. And through that, I've learned how to do a lot of fun, geeky stuff. And now I have my own product lines through the Geeky Hostess with Geeky Sprinkles. And I have a few new product lines coming up pretty soon that I've been working hard on, which Good, is pretty exciting. Right. Uh, just, just this is completely uh, uh, selfish of me, but the uh, we we here at my house are in love with your Tardis sprinkles. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. If, those are our favorite. If those of you listening don't know what Tardis sprinkles are. They are exactly what they sound like, and you should go buy some off of the website at geekyhostess.com. Uh, <laughs> Because they're great. Um, so one of the things that you did that you have done and that I've experienced firsthand is uh, speaking of these sprinkles, you 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 did a, a web series called "Does Is Is X Better with Sprinkles?" Yeah, uh, and we did what we did. We did like a couple of tacos and some other things at Desert Bus, and we we just like slathered them in sprinkles and passed them around. Yeah, there were fish tacos. Um, I think there was a type of salad at some point. Oh gosh, what were the other horrible things? Um, Ian's head—that was one that I did not try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Ian's think the, head. the edible spray paint that he had on his head was also used yep. later on. Yep. Uh, when I wasn't on screen. Yep. So, I, so, so with 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 that sort of a that sort of a context in our audience's mind, how did you get the idea for the sprinkles in particular? And and, and then and then uh, in addition to that, the idea of does X taste good with sprinkles? Yeah. So the sprinkles themselves uh, came about because, like I said, when I started the blog, I had never made a cupcake before. But then I found out that people loved geeky cupcakes and geeky desserts in general. So I started making a lot more of them. And I started collecting a lot of fun sprinkles. And I realized that there are certain shapes that, these simple shapes in my head, things like little lightning bolts that just didn't exist. Sprinkles did not exist of them. So my husband said to me one day, Tara, why don't you make them? And I went, that's stupid. Why would I ever do that? And, you know, as, as wives can do sometimes, the things that their husbands say. And I thought about it a little bit longer. And I thought, you know what? 
let's give this a go. So I did a lot of researching and found some manufacturers interested in working with me and did a Kickstarter. Got about 1,500 backers and pre-orders for these geeky shapes. Uh, So like I said, I did the lightning bolt ones because I thought that was a really basic, versatile shape that no one else had done. I did police boxes because why not? They're adorable and they're super tiny and it's by far the most popular shape I have. I did little steampunk gears um, because that was a shape that the manufacturer had already worked with before, but not in the colors and kind of the scheme that I wanted. And I just, I love the combination together. Those have been very popular as well. And then um, for fun, because I'm a big Carcassonne fan, we also did a meeple shape for all the board gamers out there. So those are those are the shapes that we started with, and now I'm kind of branching off into natural sugars and some other fun stuff. But I'm hoping to to get back to creating more shapes of sprinkles sometime soon. Now, here's a question that you probably never get asked, or probably get asked all the time. It's going to be one of those ways. Um, have you ever and do they used the meeples? Let me rephrase that question. Have you ever used the meeples as meeples on a board game, and do they work? Oh, you know. I- I feel like I haven't had enough time to play Carcassonne lately, which is that very silly thing for anyone in any sort of sort of industry that they love. You find out that the more you love it and the more you get into it, the less time you actually have to enjoy the industry. Um, so I'm trying to think if I've if I've played it with my sprinkles. I haven't. I don't think. But we've done like edible versions. Like we've I've seen people make full like Carcassonne set cakes with the the meeples and everything like that. So you can play with it figuratively a little bit, but. I would say it would work as long as your hands aren't wet. You might start getting a little bit of color on them or melting the meeple a little bit. And, you know, if you're hungry, you might eat a farmer and that's awkward for everyone. I'm thinking I'm thinking like even even beyond that, other board games that use meeples as the basis. Like whenever you kill it, <laughs> whenever you like like say risk. Well say risk. You're using meeples for risk for whatever reason. Whenever you defeat a guy's army, you just eat it. That's I like, love that. You know, that would be amazing. I'll do a video uh, <laughs> when I have time. Uh, so, uh, so uh, let's talk about some of the other stuff that you do, that, that you make because we've, we've talked a little bit about the sprinkles, and I know you said that there were other some products. You don't have to you don't have to reveal anything on this <laughs> on this podcast. God knows we don't get that many listeners, but um, you know what? What are some other interesting projects that you've done for the Geeky Hostess or for other things abroad? Yeah, well, for the Geeky Hostess, let's see, um, I did some loose leaf teas around the holiday time, which was very popular and very fun. Um, Sold out of those pretty quickly, so I don't, I think I might have a little bit of one left in my store, but um, I hope to go back to that at some point. And then, um, like I mentioned, I we just launched a line of natural sparkling sugars and natural sprinkles, um, because I had a lot of parents say that their kids had... um, an allergy or kind of some weird side effects to artificial coloring and that they wish that there was a sprinkle out there for them. And I wanted to make that happen. So we have those and they're beautiful and they all have these fun little steampunk labels um, designed by Adam Levermore, who is amazing. And I'm so lucky that he, he does graphic design for me. Um, So those are really fun. And those are helping get me into more mainstream stores, which is pretty exciting. Some of the natural stores out there. Um, other than products, I'm trying to think other fun things that I've done. Well, like you mentioned before, and I totally skipped over the do, do sprinkles make it better videos. That was something that we did just, just for fun. Um, my background is in content creation. Before doing this product line, I had a web series called Job Hunters, and I assisted on a lot of videos for um, 
Oh, what other channel names? There's satire, youtube.com slash satire. And there's one called Laugh Pong. And then um, Cinosaurus and Gritty Reboots. I've done a lot of videos through the kind of the viral style videos. So we wanted to create something short and goofy and shareable. So we created the Will Sprinkles Make It Better. And it's basically me eating disgusting combinations of food and sprinkles. And <laughs> sometimes it works out and most of the time it doesn't. Um, I've had a lot of people ask why I would promote my products in such a negative light. But you know what? The product is still good on its own and as intended. And sometimes, you know, when you put it inside of a hamburger, it's not as good. And people need to know that. I'm doing very important research. It, it is very important work. And don't sell yourself short because uh, if you go to YouTube and type in your name, Dorothy O'Harris, uh, you, you find a good four or five pages of videos you've done for other channels before you find the Geeky Hostess. So don't, yep. don't you, you've done a lot of stuff, not a little bit of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. And for me, I it's funny. When it comes to creating videos, I enjoy being on camera. Uh, as an actor, obviously, but I also enjoy being off camera as craft services, which mm -hmm. I guess ties in well with Geeky Hostess. Um, and every once in a while, I'll assist on writing or concepting, and then I usually do the marketing. But all of the actual production and post-production editing side, it's not my forte. So luckily, I have a, a large group of friends that are very talented in that. So usually, I leave it up to them, which is why you don't see as many videos on the Geeky Hostess channel. Yeah, I'm I I I'm into heavily into all aspects as the executive producer and co-founder of Audio Films uh, <laughs> TM. Um, the, uh, the the editing falls on me entirely for everything, everything. Oh. So you know it can be it can be a little bit tiring sometimes. But uh, speaking of off-camera stuff, let's slide a little bit to the right and then jump to the left, or is it backwards? Slide to the left, jump to the right. <laughs> Either way, uh, the first time I met you was at Desert Bus, where you were working yes. as the network working person uh design yes. your it was your job to get a hold of the guests get a hold of the newspapers get a hold of anybody that would talk about desert bus for more than two seconds uh and either crowbar a segment into their media outlet of choice or crowbar them onto desert bus so let's talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit first of all how'd you get that job second of all what was it like doing it yeah. So when I'm not doing Geeky Hostess and not making silly videos, I do marketing. So I, I do a lot of things. Um, so my background as well is in marketing and PR and a little bit of events. And through that, I'd worked with Liz Smith from Damn It Liz Productions and have did some PR work for her. And she got involved with Desert Bus and brought me in to help out with creating some press releases. And they seemed to like what I was doing enough to ask me to be a part of it the next year. And so I was brought on as media relations. And before that, they never really did much in the, the realm of PR. They'd create a release, but they didn't have a press list. They weren't going out and promoting it to people. So I really got to create the role there, and it's something that I'm really excited about and really passionate about. I mean, as you know, and I'm sure anyone listening knows, Desert Bus does amazing work. I mean, they've raised over $3 million for Child's Play. Like, it's ridiculous. And so really, my job is easy because I'm talking about something that's so incredible and has such this close-knit tight following like once you start watching you just can't stop and you come back every year and they're doing such great work that it's it's so easy to talk about so yeah so when I'm at Desert Bus I'm usually locked away in a tiny room this past time it was it was Very the PR small. office Very slash small. costume closet so it was super tiny yeah we, we, we like to use <laughs> things in multiple different ways 
Yeah, we do what we can with the space we have. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm locked away and I'm basically emailing press and um, ke- keeping an eye out on Google Alerts and checking to see press when it comes in, make sure that everyone has all of the correct information, um, correcting them when they don't. And then, yeah, and then being there on site when we have news come in like we've had before. And it's silly because, you know, it does... The online press that we get, especially with a lot of the gaming channels, that's what brings in the most people to actually watching but the people who are most excited to cover us are the local news because they've never seen anything like this before so when we get those radio interviews and those tv interviews or people coming on on site and actually coming in during the live stream it's it's so much fun just seeing them seeing it for the first time and kind of seeing all that excitement through their eyes yeah, it's, it's it's interesting the the, the phrase having never seen anything like this before, considering <laughs> that it's been going for nine years now, ten yeah. the tenth years coming up. And it's, it's like wow, this is so new and fresh. We've never seen it before. <laughs> well, we've been here for ten years, so uh. yeah. But it's it's a very it's a very special group, and uh, I can imagine if if you get your news from you know the eleven p.m. local news, then you don't use the internet often and you've never played a game before or heard of magic the gathering or anything like that then this might be something that's brand new for you yeah no i i I cannot count the times that i've had to explain whenever i've talked about you know uh the time i was taking off in 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 august november of last year going up to victoria for desert bus like wait hold on back up desert bus um so then you have to go through the whole cycle of explaining and and for the for the audience's benefit we'll go ahead and explain that now so oh, uh desert bus is a game uh, off of pen and teller smoke and mirror where in which you drive a bus from tucson to arizona in real time back and forth and back and forth and back and forth <laughs> Um, and which the, the folks over at Loading Ready Run, uh, which you can find at LoadingReadyRun.com, decided that, you know what would be really fun and hilarious? Just to marathon this for a week or so and see what happens. Uh, and that's a, that's a sort of Cliff Notes version of it, but thus Desert, hu- Des- Desert Husk. Desert Husk for hope. Yes. <laughs> that's, how, that's what we are at the that's, end of the week. That's how we feel Desert afterwards. <laughs> Desert Bus for hope. Uh, I'm tired, folks. Uh, Desert Bus for Hope uh, was born, and now this is the coming up on the tenth tenth uh, annual Desert Bus for Hope. Um, they've raised, like you said, three over three point five million dollars for Child's Play Charity, which is another thing we have to explain. Uh, Child's Play <laughs> Charity is a charity started by the folks over at. Um, Penny Arcade. Penny Arcade. Thank you. I don't know why I was about to say uh, some other web comic that uh, was in my head. Probably because Child's Play starts with a C and so do they. But anyways, um, yeah, starting by folks at Penny Arcade, it's now grown to be its own separate entity, uh, this world-devouring world thing that it has become. Uh, devouring the world for charity, of course, though, not for malevolent means. Um, oh, of course not. Where they, raise, they raise money annually to give children in children's hospital, uh, hospitals a little bit of better time staying there through, 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 gifts, uh, through, through gifts, medical services, games, toys, things like that. My wife and I have donated to them for, for many, many years, uh, and we've also donated to Desert Bus for many, many years. And last year I got the chance to go up and volunteer my time and services because that's about all I have left. Um <laughs> So yeah, um, getting back on that train. So uh, you also, in addition to doing the PR for Desert Bus this past year, you got to sit in the driver's seat. Tell us a little about that. I did. They trusted me to drive, and I don't think I crashed. 
No, you now didn't. that I, I, I don't think I crashed. Yeah, you, which you, is you, you passed it off impressive. to me too, which was particularly impressive. Yeah. That you didn't crash. <laughs> I trusted you. You did a good job. You passed. Um, yeah, actually, the the year before, uh, I was just down there for media relations. I did not have a full driver spot, but James let me take over a part of his spot. And um, <laughs> I did such a good job that I became known as Better James, which is still um, something I'm very proud of. I think James has forgotten about it, but I'll never forget. It's a, uh, it's, it's a low bar, but it's a good bar. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and apparently they trust me enough with a, a full, I think it was a four-hour spot this time. And it was so much fun. Uh, when you are a driver, you get to kind of decide kind of what the feel is going to be for your shift and what type of entertainment. So... Being the geeky hostess, I made it a food theme. Um, and like you said, we tried my sprinkles on a bunch of different things. And everyone in there had to, to try the food. And then for my art contest, which is a thing that you get to do as a driver, is you have people create something um, during your shift and award prizes for it. I had people bake something. And people were making the most incredible cakes and cupcakes and cookies that all had the Desert Bus logos in them. I think there were a couple cakes that were actually like 3D in the shape of a bus. It was incredible. Our our watchers are very, very talented. Much oh, yeah. more than I am. <laughs> it's amazing how much more talented the people that, that, that participate in Desert Bus remotely, like via just watching and and drawing are than the people actually on desert bus uh, <laughs> and i mean we're pretty talented too yeah i mean <laughs> not, not 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 to downgrade anything but it's like you know we're back there making funny voices with a robot with a, with a robo uh, with a robo voice and then they're you know doing picassos and other works of ours and sending them in and saying here's my humble edition um, yeah, if if any of you have not seen Desert Bus before, one thing to keep an eye out for is the Craft Along, which is something where throughout the year, actually I think there's about a week left uh, to accept donations, uh, you can submit an item that you've crafted that will be either auctioned off or raffled <laughs> off throughout the run of Desert Bus. And the things that people create are just amazing and beautiful. Didn't we get like a huge stained glass link or something we got two stained glass uh they were um we got two stained glass things i think they were they were like they were like sort of wall hangers mm -hmm. and then we also had the very lovely paper craft final fantasy summons oh uh, yeah like shadow boxes so beautiful yeah there's, there's a lot of very very gorgeous stuff that the crew in the back that doesn't get to be on camera all that much is drooling over mm -hmm. um i, was I think most of us on on set there spend more money <laughs> like a lot of other people. Fugi like does. I know I'm like oh yeah, Fugi for sure. But I know whenever I'm there, I'm like oh well, I don't need to donate this year because I'm here, and then I always end up donating more than I ever did before I was even on set because there's yeah. so many cool things, and when you oh, see yeah. it in person, you just you have to. Yeah, I think I'm the only person. Uh, Harrison Cricks of uh, Volpen of Volpen Arm uh, Volpen Props, not Armory, uh, brought in a uh, Magister staff from Dragon Age, and I'm the only person on the crew that didn't get to hold it. Oh, <laughs> I was very sad. So cool. By the time by the time it, uh, my shift had ended as in, in, in engineering, it had already been packed up and, and auctioned off. So I was like, I just. Oh. <laughs> 
I did get to meet up with him at a convention later on, and you know, he showed me some really cool stuff. But uh, oh my, there's a ton of fun they stuff. They make the coolest things there. Oh yeah. So Desert Bus, for those of you listening, is a fantastic annual event. Check it out, DesertBusForHope.org. Uh, you can follow us on. You can follow anybody that's involved in it on Twitter because Twitter becomes this wall of oh my god, Desert Bus is almost here. <laughs> Starting in two weeks. Um, Starting roughly beginning of July is when the Oh My God Desert Bus tweets start happening. Because uh, yeah. that's, I think, in like mid-July, at least was last year, is when they start getting the volunteers lined up. So that's when it starts going, oh, 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 crap. Um, yeah, and this year, being the 10th year, we're hoping to make it even bigger and better and crazier than any year before. And I think we don't know exactly all of the ways that that will be yet but uh so i think we'll be scrambling even more so because everyone everybody wants to make their area even better yep so uh stepping away from desert bus as hard as that is to do uh <laughs> the, the the purpose of this interview and the purpose of all the interviews that i do on soccer on the street are to sort of shine a a a spotlight on positivity and creativity and and the idea that in the geek community in the geeky nerdy video game uh you know video game and related D&D fantasy whatever community that uh, you can be positive and contribute positive things, even yeah. when even when it seems at time it's a whole bed of cynicism and negativity. That there still are, uh, you know, points of of good people that do good things, and and that's one of the reasons why Desert Bus tends to become a focal point on a lot of these interviews because that's that's sort of like the the largest bastion of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk to you, or have you talk to our audience about uh, things that. Uh, you have seen and experienced outside of Desert Bus that you would qualify as a positive influence or positive impact on the geek community. And and that can be anything from, you know, a person running a homeless shelter who who just happens to have geek-inspired things on the walls or uh, any other charity drives. Like there's the the French Desert Bus that also does basically the same thing that Desert Bus does, but in France. You know, anything like that, that that sort of pops out at you. Oh, wow. Um, so many. I'm trying to think of specific examples. Um, and by the way, I love that you, you focus on positivity and creativity. I mean, that's that's a big thing with me and my brand is the Geeky Hostess. I try very hard to keep everything very positive, everything non-controversial. And I try to make the site something that's very um, inclusive and accepting to everyone, geeks and non-geeks alike. I want it to be something where, you know, if... If your sister's birthday is coming up and you know that she's a big Whovian and you don't know what that means, like you can go to my website and find something that she'll like um, and things like that and not be scared, intimidated. So I love that. And I think for me, that that is a really big part of, of positivity in the geek world and what geeks can do is just be extremely inclusive and accepting. Um, and I see that every convention that I go to. Um, there have been so many times. I mean, I, you know, I, I run a party blog and I do PR and I talk to a lot of people, but I'm, I'm kind of an introvert myself. And there are definitely times when I go into new experiences and I'm super shy and I don't know anyone there. And I found that at conventions, I mean, you could just go up and talk to anyone and you will find something that you both are interested in. It doesn't matter who you are or what you look like or what your beliefs are and other things. It's, I mean, you're there to to share the same excitement and joy about fandoms and the type of 
of entertainment that you like. And sometimes it's as simple as wearing, you know, a, a geeky t-shirt. Um, like right now you guys can't see his shirt, but he has this amazing Mario shirt, which I absolutely love. And it makes me feel nostalgic just looking at it. And I want to go play some Mario right now. Um, so little things like that, like people being able to just go up and be like, hey, I love that shirt or, oh, my gosh, the book you're reading is so great. And, you know, just be able to start conversations. And I, I've been a part of a lot of panels. Um, i trying to think specifically. I've been on a lot of like panels about like geeky women and things like that, where afterwards you have someone come up to you and they say, hey, you said something on this panel that really struck me. And, and I didn't know that there are other people like that out there or you made me feel better about sharing my story. And that's that's so exciting. And I think the geek world also really drives people to follow their passions. I know a lot of what I've done, I've had people come up and be like, hey, this is really neat that you did this. How did you get involved? How how do you start a blog? How do you do a Kickstarter? I have this idea that I want to do. And I, I try to always be there for the people that, that need a little bit of that mentoring just because I had it and I want to share that. And I think that's really important. So I know it's a little bit off track of your question i know you're you're talking a lot about specific charities but i think that i mean just the social good that can be done is is very important well and, uh, and is it just hard to just, just tag on to something you mentioned earlier i wasn't even talking specifically about charities but you mentioned being an introvert at, at conventions mm-hmm. and that just got me thinking about there's this wonderful uh non-profit organization called take this uh, yes! takethis.org um, started by, and I and I, I feel incredibly bad for forgetting his name, but started by a psychologist uh, who I did an interview uh, interview with uh, a few years ago for a school project. Who's just a, one of the nicest people you'll ever talk to and sit down with. And he he used uh, he, he sort of got his entry into uh, this sort of geek world by using Magic the Gathering as a therapy tool for troubled youths. Wow, um, that was what that was that was how he and I'm, I'm I, I wish I'm I'm scrambling frantically for his name. Right Right now, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear me <laughs> typing, but um, I, I, I talked with him a while back. He used to do things on um, uh, Russ Pitts is one of the co-founders, and oh, name who just completely escapes me. But a uh, uh, wonderful man. Um, anyways, uh, he used to do a lot of work with uh, with um, with. The Escapist, when when Russ Pitts was there, oh yeah, uh, and uh, and it bugs me that I can't remember his name, but we'll get onto that later. <laughs> uh, but that what they do is they they take this uh, using the motto from the original Legend of Zelda game, uh, "It's dangerous to go alone." Take this, and their logo is that sword and shield. Uh, it's like sort of the sword that Link is given, superimposed on a shield. Um, and they help people who are in the gaming and geeky community and 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 abroad. They're not they're not exclusive. They're very inclusive of everybody. And the idea is to help people with their anxiety, with depression, with thoughts of suicide, um, through using video games, using more extroverted members of TakeThis.org. They also have uh, private rooms set aside called AFK rooms at mm-hmm. every convention they go to, where if you're just feeling overwhelmed by the sheer amount of people, you can go and take a break and chill and relax and and um, you know, sort of uh, collect yourself before going back out. And they have uh, counselors available at every at every uh, AFK room if you need somebody just to talk to. And so stuff that is like, so cool. Yeah, stuff like that I think is probably the, the sort of pinnacle of what I'm thinking of where it's not – take this as such a simple idea. 
it's not a charity. You're not being asked to give money. You're not being asked to do anything. All you're being asked to do if you're not, uh, if you, if you want to be a volunteer is to lend somebody your shoulder for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's something I like to do whenever I get a chance because I have these huge, massive shoulders. I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but it's like, I've got like a 60 inch chest. Um, it's, it's ridiculous, but, uh, I, I was born with this massive back and shoulders. And so that's something that I really, I really <laughs> like the idea of, uh, sorry to, to, to derail you, but, but that's, that's sort of the, <laughs> no, that's wonderful. And it actually reminded me, um, uh, and again, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm forgetting the names right now. They're on the tip of my tongue, but I know some psychologists that are doing a very similar thing with comics, uh, mm-hmm. specifically with Batman and they use them, I think mostly for, I mean, funny enough, for children dealing with trauma because they are given these comics and saying, look, Batman himself went through a similar situation that you're going through or went through trauma at your age. And look at what he became. Look at what he did with that. Look at how he channeled that into something better. And although, I mean, I personally have some some, some issues with Batman and some of his violent tendencies and little some, little some of Vigilante justice there. Um, I think the overall sentimentality is so neat. And I think being able to to go to kids or, or individuals who are, you know, dealing with traumatic situations or dealing with depression and being able to say, hey, one, we're here to listen. And two, there are people like this that have gone through this. And there are stories similar to that, you know, whether it's through gaming or comics or movies. I just... I think that's so amazing. And if we can use these really fun mediums to do some good, then I don't know. I get all tingly. It makes me happy. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. It's one of those things. And, and relating to people, I think, is, is probably one of the most powerful things you can do uh, to help. Um, mm-hmm. Just being, like I said earlier, a shoulder to lean on, a voice that says, I know what you're going through. I know what you've been through. Um, I was, you know, and, and, and it can be as simple as talking to people on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. a while back, uh, a while back, there was this big Twitter conversation talking about, uh, uh, mental abuse and relationships. And it was, it was heavily focused on, on, um, you know, fem- uh, women in abusive relationships. But I also had the chance to talk a little bit about my own experiences in abusive relationships with, with, you know, me being a male, which is something that is often not talked about. Uh, yeah. I, I had the chance on Twitter to talk about my own experiences and, and how I, you know, how I felt and that it was, you know, that there's two sides of every coin and that if there's people in this situation, there are other people that have been there and can talk to you about it. Yes. Um, so th- something as simple as that, I think, is, is, is kind of the, 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 the crystallization of the idea behind this series. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, that's that was that's that's the big thing. So uh, we've we've talked about who you are. We've talked about <laughs> what you do. Uh, we've talked about how I met you at Desert Bus. We've talked about Desert Bus a lot. We've talked about <laughs> some positive things. Uh, so let's talk about uh, some some advice. If you know, you said before that you've been asked, you know, how did you get into this and how have I gotten it? How how can I get into it? So if you had a little bit of advice that you'd like to give to somebody that wants to give back to their community, wants to that wants to apply their creative energies in the geeky in the geeky field in a very similar vein to what you do or to what I do or what anybody else does what would be your your number one piece of advice and just to give you an example so you can collect your thoughts because i sprung this question on you uh 
Yeah, things like uh, the examples we've been given have been to just you know to persevere, to to not not let doubt uh, cripple you, and if it and if it feels like it is, to talk to somebody about it. You know, to <laughs> to whatever it is that you want to do, just to create it, uh, which. Uh, sometimes requires an asterisk on it, depending on what it is you want to create. But you know, um, the 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 idea is there. So something like that, some some sort of generic piece of advice that you would like to give if you could if you could have three minutes alone with everybody who ever wanted to ask you, how can I help? What would you say? Yeah, and seems a little silly because. If they're asking me for help, then they're doing this. But I would say, don't be afraid to ask questions. I know a lot of times in a lot of different industries, you just are assumed to know things. And you don't want to look stupid and you don't want to, you know, bother someone or you think that they're too busy to be, you know, to be troubled by you. None of that is the case. I mean, if, if there's an organization that you want to be a part of or there's something you want to learn more about or there's... You know, you have a role model out there that's doing what you want to do. Find some contact information for them. Tweet at them anything and just say, hey, I have some questions or ask your question. I mean, I know for me personally, I I wouldn't have even been involved with Desert Bus. I wouldn't have been involved with with Liz um, and Damn It Liz Productions if she didn't send something on Twitter saying, hey, I need some volunteers. And me being like, hey, can I be a volunteer? And just putting myself out there. And I mean... You know, me being an introvert, it, it was a special day that I was willing to do that. <laughs> like, you know, you're definitely going to have easier days than, than others. But, and then when it came to things like creating sprinkles, I mean, I, I have a marketing and a content creation background. I don't have a manufacturing background. So it was a lot of Googling and Googling. I mean, when you don't know what to look for, you don't know how to look for it. So it got to the point that I need to just pick up the phone and call some random people I found and say, hey, I'm brand new to this is this the right place for me? If not, can you direct me where I need to go? And how do I get started with this? And I've learned that the times that I've had to do something new or deal with new people or a new organization, if I go in and pretend that I know everything, I'm going to make myself look stupid. But if I go in and I say, hey, I'm new. I'm really eager to learn, but I don't know a lot about this. Can you answer a couple questions or can you give me a quick a quick you know, overview, people are more than happy to do so. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that even in the geek world, you know, back when like the fake geek girl thing was a big thing, because uh, I started as a, you know, geeky blogger, even before Geeky Hostess, I had a different blog where I was doing like video games and internet culture and things like that. And I'd meet people at conventions that would be like, oh, have you heard of this? Have you played this? Have you done this? And if I just said yes and pretended that I had, I'd I'd look really stupid and I wouldn't be, you know, doing anything for me or the person asking. And so I'd say, I'd say, no, that sounds really awesome though. And clearly you're excited about it. How about you tell me about it? So just being willing to, to put yourself out there and ask questions, I think can get you ahead everywhere. Using that disarming ta- uh, Tara Theo Harris charm there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I can, and I can completely back that up. Actually, just today I learned some stuff that I learned that I have been my entire life breathing, talking and singing wrong. Uh, because oh. I don't use my diaphragm. I was just a, gonna say, is it? Are is, you not breathing from your diaphragm? No, I am breathing <laughs> from my vocal cords, which is apparently the worst thing you can do. But it also yeah. apparently means I have the vocal cords of a god because they haven't <laughs> ripped themselves out and run away yet. Um, yeah. So apparently, like if you if you're taught to breathe properly from your diaphragm, uh, you sing better and you don't stress your vocal cords as much as I apparently do. Although. <laughs> 
Uh, because that's very, very important. It uh, will it will help you every day forever. Apparently it is, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I finally had somebody see, and, and, and actually here's a really good way to, to sort of crystallize that sentiment. Um, if you are being asked a question and you, and you have an answer ready, be prepared to explain it thoroughly. And if you're asking the question, don't be afraid to go back for seconds because mm-hmm. All again, all my life, equally, all my life, I've been told to breathe from your diaphragm, breathe from your diaphragm, breathe from your diaphragm. But not once has anybody ever actually explained what that meant. Oh no, yeah, you need or someone to show you it. where that is, and yeah, like, and and my my music my music uh, uh, director for this show that I'm doing for this musical I'm doing, doing Children of Eden. Um, uh, he said, "Oh, come over here." He put my hand, he put his hand on my stomach, and said, "Now move forward and try to talk." Boom, boom. That's your diaphragm. Breathe from that. And I'm like, oh. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very exciting. I'm very, I'm very happy that you yeah. learned that today. Yep, I learned. That's a brand new thing I learned today. Um, that is a very good thing to learn. And that's something you learn from asking. Asking questions is good. So uh, I think that's pretty much it that we have for this podcast. Thank you all very much for listening to us. Uh, Tard, is there anything that you want to uh, pimp and regale the audience with before we go? Oh, man. Well, you've pimped it out already. But um, if you haven't been, you should go to geekyhostess.com. You can find me there and you can find uh, me on all social medias as Geeky Hostess. And then I also have a separate Instagram and Twitter for Geeky Terra, which is I post some stuff that's not Geeky Hostess related there. And if you'd like to learn more about Desert Bus for Hope or Take This, uh, you can check out yeah. DesertBusForHope.org and you can check out TakeThis.org. Those are the two websites for the charities and nonprofit organizations we talked about earlier. And as for me, I've been Sinstaku, and this has been Sinstaku on the Street. And remember, we are Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. Check us out on our website at FinalShowFilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FSFilms. We'd only produce so much content thanks to the generous support of our patrons. Thank you very much to our $25 supporters, Antitonic and Chris Comfort. Without them and without the rest of our patrons, we could not produce nearly as much content. Trust me, we've tried. So, uh, thank you all very much. Say goodbye, Tara. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful night or morning or day, wherever it is when you're listening to this. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>